You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Six minutes after nine, Central African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. Uh, it's a quiet evening, mashallah. It's not cold. It's not windy. It's just alhamdulillah. Remember, my beloved, wonderful listeners of Marcus Sahaba, any questions, any uh, thing you would like to know or to ask our beloved senior respected honorable Fabrina to start, please do feel free. <clears throat> but of course, it's on the topic. 084-786-3132. Uh, international overseas listeners plus 2784-786-3132. We were touching this morning where Ustad was advising many, many listeners of, uh, also responded about respecting each other, uh, you know, character, akhlaq, uh, respecting senior ulama, respecting uh, ulama. And I, I see somebody did send me a message right now, uh, uh, Ustad. About ask Molana Salim Karim something about Molana mentioned this morning about Molana Qasim Nanotwi. Uh, I will ask Molana. I hope Molana Salim Karim is listening. So there's a listener that sent me a message now from Brits saying, please ask Molana what he mentioned this morning about Molana Qasim Nanotwi. If Ustad could maybe maybe just repeat that, inshallah. And of course, that we did ask the listeners last week as well that if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had given you an opportunity. And only chance to make a dua. What dua will you make if Allah had given you an opportunity and only chance for you to make only one dua? What dua would you make? Let's go and cross over and welcome our beloved senior, respected, honorable Fadila to Ustad. Hazrat Malana Salim Karim from Ladies Madustad, welcome to uh, the discussion this beautiful evening, beautiful night, an auspicious night. Uh, Jumma Mubarak to you and to up and to the family Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ustad. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Umarana. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. A beautiful night of ibadat. A beautiful night of forgiveness. And tonight is to ask Allah and communicate with Allah your precious moments, your private moments. Mm. And this Allah has given as a gift to the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Park has given two gifts to this Ummah, not given to even Hadrat Jibra'il and Mikail. Mm. What are those two gifts? Remember me and I'll remember you. One. And number two, Call out to me and I will answer your dua. Mm. What a great namat. Remember me and I will remember you. Haq. Call out to me. Raise your hands in dua and supplications. And astajibilakum. I will definitely answer your dua. So Allah Ta'ala grant you and me, Tawfiq. Amen. That the ihsan of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam upon us. Allahu Akbar. Warak tamam hui madha abi baki. I've been writing volumes after volumes in the praise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But madha abi baki. Still, I have more praises for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I spent my whole life talking about Rasulullah. Praising Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But madha abi baki. Tell, I haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg as far as praising Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. respected brothers, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, A time will come in my ummah. Mm. My ummah will prefer five things over five things. They love five things and they'll forget about five things. So this was in the Sihat 
programs that we have is to remind ourselves over and over again that Allah has created you for a mission, for a purpose, and that is ibadah. Ibadah, zindagi, bebandagi. That life in which we do not worship Allah Ta'ala, we do not fulfill the commands of Allah, sharmindagi, will bring us great disgrace and dishonor on the day of Qiyamah. Respected brothers, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this beautiful hadith mentioned that five things my ummah will love and prefer and they'll forget about five things. And let all of us take cognizance, check our aqidah, check our thoughts, and check our mind. Is this happening to me or not? Number one, what dunya ko pasan kare. My ummat will have great love for this dunya. And love for this dunya is the starting point of all gunas. So you and I should make this dua, Allah grant me this dunya, but don't put the love of this dunya in my heart. Because Allah created you. وَإِنَّكُمْ خُلِقْتُمْ لِلْآخِرَةِ إِنَّ الدُّنْيَا خُلِقَتْ لَكُمْ Allah Paka created this universe and all that's in this universe for our benefit. But O insan, إِنَّكُمْ خُلِقْتُمْ لِلْآخِرَةِ Allah has created you to worship Him and to believe in the Akhirah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ke my ummah will love this dunya or akhirat ko bhul And they'll totally forget about the akhirah. Ke I have to answer to Allah. I have to stand in front of my Rabb. I have to give accountability. We've forgotten about that. Number two, zindagi ko pasan karenge. They will love life. Or maut ko bhula denge. And they will forget about moth and death. And what did Rasulullah say to you and me? Remember the destroyer of all luxuries and happiness. And what is it? It's moth. So, my ummat, zindagi ku pasand kare. You will have great love to enjoy this life. As people say, you know, we are in this dunya, so make the best of it. Enjoy yourself. They'll forget about that. Thirdly, Today we competition, competi- competing with each other in the best homes, the best <laughs> clothes. The best of everything, it's competition. I must be better than you. Mm-hmm. I must be smarter than you. Rasulullah said, well, my house is bigger than your house. It's a three-story building house. I've got ten bedrooms. So, mahallat or makan pasand karenge. We all love a spacious home. And yes, it's an, a great act of ibadah to own your own home. How long are you going to be renting? See? Start small, never mind. Save money. Build one room and keep adding as you go along until Allah gives you a comfortable home. <laughs> but it said that mahallat wa makan pasand karenge. They will just love to build huge mansion competing with each other. Like in kabar kubhul They forget about that. That I have to be answerable to Allah. I have to sleep in my qabr. I have to be answerable to Allah. <laughs> Number four, they will love wealth like anything in this world. And they will be totally oblivious about hisab and accountability. Remember, every bounty, every breath that you took in and you breathe out, 
Allah is going to ask, my banda, did you make shukar? Every drop of water you drank, <laughs> Allah is going to ask you, summa latus anunna yawma idin anin na'im. Allah is going to definitely ask you about the bounty that he had given to us. Did we express gratitude and shukar? So malo dunya ko pasand karenge. They'll have great love for this wealth. Lekin hisab aur kitab bhool jayenge. They'll forget about accountability. Where Allah is going to ask you on the day of Qiyamah, my banda, kiyo kiya tumne? Why did you do it? And then when interrogation starts, obviously, what face do we have? Where do we go? <coughs> and the first thing, parmaya, makhluk ko pasan karing. They love this world. They love the people of this world. Lekin khalik ko bhul jayin. We'll forget about Allah Rabbul Alameen, who is our creator, our sustainer, our provider. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Ameen. You know, Adil Musa alayhi salatu salam asked a question to Allah. Okay, Allah, who is Aziz to you? One of Allah Ta'ala's beautiful attributes is Al-Aziz. Who is most respected by Allah? Aziz Kone. So you say, well, the one who makes the most ibadah, wears the best clothes, the best perfume, nay. Allah said, the person who has the ability to take revenge, but he rather forgive. Al-Aziz, Almighty. What a beautiful reply. Okay, the person who has the ability to take revenge, and I'm within my right. I'm allowed. But I say, I forgive you for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our dua to Allah, Mulana, Ya ilahi, tu hame amile Quran karde. Allah make us from amongst those who read the Quran and understand the Quran. Phir nayasare ke musalman ko musalman karde. Allah renew us as Muslims. Allah recognize us. Allah forgive us. Allah make us feel special. Phir nayasare ke musalman ko musalman karte. O payambar, jise sartaji rusul kehte. That prophet who has a seal of all prophethood, uski ummat ko zara tabe parmade. Allah make his ummat obedient. This is what we are lacking. And see how beautiful Rasulullah said, Ana akhirul anbiya. I am the last of all prophets that Allah sent. Wa antum akhirul umam. And you are the last of the prophet, prophet's ummat. How honored we should feel. Rasulullah is saying, Ana akhirul anbiya. Lokana badi nabiyan lakana umar. If Allah Pak had ever wanted to send a Nabi, it would have been Hadrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. But ana khatamun nabiyina la nabiyyabadi. I'm the seal of all prophets, and no Nabi will come after me. <laughs> and wantum akhirul umam. You are the last and final ummah that Allah has sent to the surface of this earth. So respected brothers, Reflect on our lives. We all have to go. So many of us were alive yesterday. Today, we read the Salatul Janaza and Barit. Now comes a question, Mulana, a very important question. When somebody wants to distance themselves from you, they want to leave you, what changes do you notice first? Two persons, two individuals, best of friends. But a time comes that one of you want to leave each other and call it a day. What changes do you notice in each other? Number one is your gaze and look. In the beginning, a person would look at you with respect, lower his gaze, 
this. Sometimes you'll find tears in his eyes. See, you'll find that this person is no more looking or gazing at me with love and muhabbat and respect. It's always giving me a stiff look. There isn't a smile. These are indicators mm. that somebody wants to break ties and break relationships with you and have nothing to do with you. Three important things they will do. Number one, they will change the way they look at you. How you gaze at them, they will change. Number two, they will change their tone of expression. Before I would speak to you with great respect and love. And now I speak to you very sternly. Gruff voice, stern voice, vulgar voice, angry tone. And you see the tone of a person changing towards you. It means that this person wants to come out and leave you. And thirdly, the attitude and behavior of that person. Before you were both inseparable. But now we don't even want to greet each other and make salam to each other. So respected brothers, all I'm saying is let's build on the akhlaq of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, while you have ulama, you have awliya Allah, value them. Sit in their company. Learn from them. Take heed from them. As the shayr said, Ke hamari baad andera rahega mehfil mein. After I leave this dunya and go, yeah, this mehfil, this gathering, will be full of darkness. There won't be light when there's an alim in the presence of a community. Is that when you have an alim, a learned scholar, Hafizul Quran, you can feel the difference in that community. The Farmaiki, Hamari Bad, and Dera Hoga. There'll be a lot of darkness, Mulana, after we leave and exit the dunya. You'll have to hunt and burn lots of lamps to get light. So when the ulama were there, we didn't make qadr. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, one of the signs of qiyamah is that Allah ta'ala will take away the words of the Qur'an. One day you will wake up and open the Qur'an, it will be blank. Allah will take the entire kalam away. <clears throat> Allah gave us the best of kalam the best of calligraphy, the best of juzdan, golden opportunities, Allah Ta'ala has said in the beautiful hadith of Rasulullah, Al-Qur'anu wa shifa. Allah has kept shifa in the Qur'an. Allah is going to ask you, Al-Qur'anu hujjatun alayk. The Qur'an is going to be testifying for you or against you. So, Two ways. Allah Ta'ala first will take away the words of the Qur'an. And we'll be left without the Qur'an. Number two, Allah Ta'ala will take away the knowledge of deen and sharia. So Sahaba Ikram asked, how is that possible, Ya Rasulullah? Farmaike, Allah Ta'ala will give death to the ulama. There won't be any guidance and anybody to guide. You yourself will be led astray and you'll take others with you down the same road. To ulama ki qadar karo. Respect the ulama. How fortunate is that community? Today, shukar, in one one town, you got like five, 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 ten, ten alim, ulama, three, four hafizas, alhamdulillah, alimas. What a blessed town it is. What a Mubarak town it is. You can see the difference in the behavior of people where they are learned scholars in their community. You can see the difference, Allah consciousness. So inshallah, if you want spiritual guidance, then seek the khidmat of the ulama. Imam Ghazali, rahmatullah, said, 
you really want to look at something and stare at something, mm. look at the Kitabullah, look at the Quran. As I said, many times you have people in society, they don't know anything about the Quran, they can't read their tajweed, their pronunciation, everything is weak. But Alhamdulillah, they have yakin. They hold that Quran in their hand. This is my Allah's kalam. Ada kalamu Rabbi. This is my Allah's kalam. Yes, Ya Allah, I can't read. Ya Allah, I don't understand. But my firm yakin, Ada kalamu Rabbi. This is my Allah's kalam. This is the kalam of my Rabb. <laughs> Allah will forgive that person. So, respected brothers, let's come back. To the Quran, let's come back to the Sunnah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. Time is short. There's no time to fight. There's no time for disunity. We need to hold hands and hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, I'm not sure if you have some questions. Listeners. And inshallah, we can try to answer those questions. There's a listener that said you mentioned something this morning about Hazrat Marhum Mulana Qasim Nanotwi Ustad. Yes, when I was saying, you know, the worst thing that a person can do is to sway an alim, to physically hit mm. an alim, mm. and be little an alim. So many times we've seen this. In the masjid, okay, a musalli is assaulting the imam or the muazzin, okay. swearing, abuses, and we're proud about it. That I, I gave that Mulana Sab a good hiding. He remembers me the rest of his life. As I said to you, Mulana, if we don't agree with a senior alim or mm. any alim for that matter, then no problem. Go and read your salah elsewhere. Go and seek advice elsewhere. But do not try to disgrace that alim. Do not abuse that alim. So many times we have raised our hands on the asatizas who have taught us and our children that we have no shame to go and pick up your hands and hit your ustad or your child's ustad. There's many ways to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Violence was never, ever an option. That's why corporal punishment, Islam had forbidden it 1,400 years ago. Rasulullah said, don't hit the animal on the face. Don't hit masum children on their face. Don't hit a person on his face because his face is a mark of respect. Mm. Yeah. So, I was saying that Hazrat Mawlana Qasim Nanwati Rahmatullahi in one of the kitabs I was reading. And he said, well, Allah, those who show disrespect to an alim, those who hit and assault an alim, those who verbally abuse an alim, take it from me. But when these people die, and when they're buried, and when you open their cover, you'll see that their face is turned away from the Qibla. It's a great sunnah when you're lowering the body, you face the Qibla. When you place the mayyat in the cover, you put it on the right side, mm-hmm. and the body and the face is facing towards the Qibla. Okay. Respect the direction of the Qibla. Never spit in the direction of the Qibla. Never stretch your legs in the direction of the Qibla. Never face the direction of the Qibla when you're using the toilet. Mm. Never sleep in such a way that your legs are facing the Qibla. Go and check in our in our rooms, in our bedrooms. Is my bed facing the Qibla? Gee? And if it is, that is the reality. Change the position of that bed. Because to show disrespect to the Kaaba is definitely a serious guna that a person should never commit. So, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, Allahu Akbar, had given us a dua to read. See, somebody asked him that Allah gave you such great status and such great honor 
what dua are you reading? What dua are you making? He said, Allahumma, inna nasta'inuka ala ta'atika. Allah, help me to be good to you. Oh, Allah, help me to be obedient to you. <laughs> so respected brothers, all I'm saying, that sit in the company of the awliya Allah, sit in the company of the ulama, benefit the, go and make a pledge, go and make bear, and let them be your spiritual guide. Because inshallah, they will teach you the art of polishing your heart. <laughs> the rust, the, the dirt that's in the heart, on the heart, they will give you, inshallah, the best remedy to cleanse the heart. Mm. So, if you're feeling down and depressed, go and sit down and have a chat with an alim. Mm. Just look at him for the pleasure of Allah, male to male, female to female. Yeah. Allah Ta'ala will open the doors of mercy and rahmat. The other day, Mulana, we were discussing you know, about gifts, and we did not complete Jews, our discussion. So I just felt that we have come to the end of the week. Just let us recap some of the points that we missed out. That what a great ni'mat it is that Rasulullah said, Ji, tahadu tahabu. Give gifts, and you will be loving each other. Now comes the question, Mulana, why do we give gifts? <laughs> Good question. So for my number one, we give gifts for the pleasure of Allah. I'm giving this for the best. That's why, respected listeners, whenever you give somebody something, give it with your right hand. Give it with the pleasure of Allah. So why do we give gifts? Number one is to seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah, whenever Rasulullah was given a gift, Hudud sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would also return a gift to him. Subhanallah. So, the second reason is that you're fulfilling a great sunnah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Third hadith, exchange gifts as that would lead to increasing your love for one another. Rasulullah said, when you love somebody, then let him know that you love him for the pleasure of Allah. Yes. If you dislike somebody, tell them, I dislike you for the pleasure of Allah. Rasulullah said, exchange gifts as that will lead to increasing your love for one another, or a sweet way, or a simple way to increase love for each other. Number two, Rasulullah said, none of you will believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Let us not be selfish, Murara. Let us not be bakhil. Let's be generous. So I give you a little humor. You know, two friends were sitting and the one friend had a jar of honey. And this other friend of his was a mafatya, as we say. <laughs> wherever there's food, wherever there's eating, he's there. And remember, respected brothers, if you are not invited to a function, you are a rogue if you go there and sit and eat. Always accept the invitation and then go. If you are not invited, then do not go. Because then you will be classified as a thief. Choroto. <laughs> so on a lighter note, two friends were sitting and the one friend had a jar of honey with him. Now this friend of it of his is a mafatia. He just loves food. Wherever it is, whether you accept me as your guest or not, I'm here for the food. So he start, He took the, the 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 honey bottle and he started eating nonstop. Now the friend thought, now how am I going to stop this person? Mm. Because he's going overboard. You get people. Don't become obese. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam hadith to eat and drink but do not waste. So this friend took that bottle of honey, that jar of honey, and he's eating it non-stop. Now, how to stop him? But this brother whose honey it was said, you know, ziyada shahid khani se by eating a lot of honey, tumara dil jalega. You get heartburn. Thinking that by making the statement, this brother will stop and give me back my honey. So he said, don't eat too much of honey. Tumara dil jalega. Your heart is going to burn. It's not good. So that person was a greedy person, a glut. He says, yes, dil jalega. It's true that the heart will burn. Mera nahi, tumara dil jalega. Not my heart, your heart will burn. So respected brothers, as I said, love for your Muslim brother, I'm coming back to this hadith. None of you will believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. And the fourth reason why do you give gifts, Molana, is to remove all ill feeling. Molana, when you hurt somebody, how to do it? Number one is either you smile at that person, or number two, you take a gift and give it to that person. It's one way of removing the ill feelings you have for somebody. And you know that somebody dislikes you. You take a gift and give it to him. Go personally and give it to them. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala is great test, Mulana. We have so much of ego in us that we find it absolutely difficult to go up to somebody and say, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so one of the reasons why do you give a gift is to remove the ill feeling that is between them. And lastly, it is a sign of gratitude that you're thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, you have given me so many bounties. Rabbul Alameen, I'm sharing this bounty. Hazrat Aisha Nabi uh, radiallahu ta'ala anha said, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to accept gifts and reward people for giving them. <coughs> so inshallah, as a token of appreciation, return a gift if you can afford it. Alhamdulillah. If not, but it is haram, wrong to give a gift to somebody and then ask them, you want the gift back? I'm going to raise this question. Mm-hmm. You're going to get angry, Mulana, with me or the Asama Power listeners. See the fight we have when there's a divorce. When a dispute between husband and wife, this marriage is ending in divorce. So what does the boy's party say or what does the husband say? Okay. All the gifts I gave you, give it back to me. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the person <coughs> who gives a gift and take it back is like a dog that puked and resucked everything back again. <coughs> so whatever gifts you gave to your partner, and if it ends in talaq, it is wrong, Khilafi Adab, ask it again. Because once you have gifted it, it belongs to that person. So what happens to, in, 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 in this situation, Ustad? Listener says that I've given a gift, uh, an expensive gift to my husband, and he mm. takes it and he gives it away to his mistress. Uh, it says here to his so-called girlfriend. I came to find out about it only yesterday, Mulana Salim. He says it's permissible, you can give it away. To your friend, anonymous, Ustad. First of all, he's creating such a big guna. And he's proud about it. In this instance, the wife has all the right to ask for that gift back again. She gave it for the pleasure of Allah. She gave it because he was her husband. Mm. He was everything for her. 
she didn't give it for him to go and promote guna and haram and commit zina. <coughs> she has a right to ask for it. <coughs> when you give people a gift, it is not right to ask for that gift again. So a lot of times this fights, Mulana, and these questions come to us. Hey, Mulana, uh, we brought for the proposal, we brought gifts for the boy and vice versa. Now the proposal broke. Uh, or they return the gifts. If you return it voluntarily, alhamdulillah. But you cannot demand that I want all the gifts back. You gave it, you gave it for the pleasure of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> and you know what's the other big mistake, Mulana? <laughs> when the nikah is taking place, Mulana Sahib is asking, uh, what is the mahar? And there are just two columns there in the nikah certificate. One is written cash and one is written deferred. That, yes, I'm saying I'm going to give this amount, but not now at a later date. And the Mulana Sahib writes there, one Kruger coin deferred which means that it is a debt that is owing. And there are so many cases, Mulana, where the husband promised to pay the mahar on the day of the nikah or thereafter, and he completely forgot about it, mm. or deliberately did not pay it, and he passes away. The wife has a right to make a claim in the estate. Sure. I want all the gifts back. If a person has stooped to such a level, then give it back to them. But in principle, it is not necessary. They have given you the gift, alhamdulillah. It's yours. You can do what you want with it. But if the person is so, you know, uncouth, mm-hmm. they, they're crying for it, give it back to them. It's fine. Allah Ta'ala will provide something better for you. But this is a serious matter. Because it happens quite often, Mulana. The boy goes with the proposal, or mm-hmm. on the proposal, they take a gift for the girl and vice versa. Or when the engagement takes place, in Islam there's no engagement. Mm-hmm. You make a khitbah, means you saw the girl, you liked her, alhamdulillah, both parents have discussed it, the boy and girl have seen each other, they have spoken in, to each other in the presence of the mahrams, and alhamdulillah, it is accepted. The next step is nikah. There's no mm. engagement. Mm. This is the tariqah of the kuffar. And what happens when all these types of un-Islamic principles set in Mulana, mm. and this way all the guna starts, and this nikah becomes stale, and it is minus the barakat that Allah Ta'ala gives when you have a nikah according to the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, this is also a warning. Many of us, on the day of nikah, we said, Inshallah, the mehr is deferred. In other words, I can't give it to you now, Inshallah. I owe this mahar to you and I promise to pay it to you. Mm. And so many of us forgot about it. And the person, the dulha, is passed on. He's mm. and he's gone. And now the wife comes and says, Mulana, I'm married for so many years. My husband had on the day of the nikah, on my nikah certificate, had wrote there, the mahar is deferred. He did not pay me my mahar. He's no more now. Allah forgive him. Do I have a right to claim in the estate? You have all the rights. It's a debt that is owing to the wife. Mm, 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 mm. Listen to this one, Ustad. Gee, uh, oh. uh, there's a message that came in now. It says, <coughs> Mulana Salim, uh, okay, the, I, I'm not going to mention the place's name, Ustad, but of course, they, they gave the place's name. I'm not going to do that. It says, my husband keeps on buying me gifts, uh, but our love has not increased at all. I know he is a humanizer, but he's trying. But our love is just boring and cold, Ustad. Although they, 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 there's gifts involved. Mara? There's no obedience to any human being uh-huh. in the disobedience of Allah. This is a typical scenario in today's time, Malara. Uh-huh. You see, when you don't look after your gaze, you don't look after your wife, you don't look after your husband, you do not fulfill hukukul ibad, then unfortunately, 
This is what's going to be the end result. That is why Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, Allah will give Jannah to that wife. Gee, when the husband looks at her, he's pleased. <coughs> when he gives her an instruction, she obeys. And thirdly, she looked after her chastity and his wealth. Allah shall give Jannah to that wife. Why are we falling out of love? See, as I always said, if you fall in love before marriage, which is haram, you will fall out of love after marriage because you started this relationship on haram. I get proposed and now we say, no, we're waiting for the hall. Uh, we're waiting for the gown to come from America and the ring to come from China. I don't know what other... Ajib, Allah Ta'ala, forgive our, our, our sisters, some of them. Mm. We, we want this fairy tale wedding, which don't last because there is no simplicity and class. Gee, we go out of our way. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam had also had given gifts to his wives. It's a token of appreciation, Mulana. Imagine, Mulana, if I come and give you a gift. Mm-hmm. And you take it and give it to somebody else. I brought it with such great love for you, with such ikhlas and sincerity. Don't you think I will feel hurt? I'm human, Mulana. <laughs> so many times, husband, gee, the wife will go out of their way to buy the best outfit for him, the best kurta, the best topi, the best atar. She will dress up for him. She will cook the best of meals. She will do the best of best to entice him, alhamdulillah, so that she is special to him. But he's got no feelings. He does not respect the marriage. He does not respect her. But because that secretary in the, in the office mm. is very smart, she's dressed in a very provocative way. That's a shaitan's way of destroying the iman and taqwa of a person. So he'll buy gifts for her. He will impress her, and she will also, mashallah, you gave her one gift, she start dressing even more smarter, and eventually she will take away your whole business, mm. and she will take away everything, and you'll be left penniless. No, start, come on. Serious, <laughs> Mulana. Ask some of the, the businessmen what happened to them, Mulana. Who destroyed the business? Sure. Who destroyed it? It was the, the private secretary's PA. She's my PA. Wow, Wanallah Mulana. PA. You can't do it yourself. You have to employ a female. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has given men the same capacity. They can answer the telephone, they can take the messages down, they can make the bookings, they can do all, inshallah, what the lady can do. <coughs> yeah, if your wife, Alhamdulillah, is with you. Subhanallah, your daughter is in the office with you. You are the only mahram with her. Subhanallah. Fine. In so many businesses, the, the wife was helping from day one, from the day she got married, Malara. She stood in that shop and she didn't take one cent. I have a case similar to that instance right now, Malara, where the wife says, Malara, I worked all, all my life, I worked with <laughs> But he excluded me. Doesn't give me anything. I don't have anything on my name. But I struggled winter, summer, hungry or no hungry, tired or no tired. I stood in that business and alhamdulillah, I built that business together with him. But the end result, I get a kick. I don't even get a salary and not even a jazakallah khairan for standing with me and making me and making this business a flourishing <laughs> business. It's sad, Mulana. We forget about Ihsan. If somebody has done you a favor, make shukr to Allah. Return that favor. So here is a sister that is crying. She does the best for her husband. But he's seeking pleasure elsewhere. Mulana, I want to ask you a question. If you see a beautiful rose mm-hmm. at the dumb side, <coughs> red rose, or a white rose, more of the Italian mafias. Mm. They want to put you away. 
Yeah, they'll take a white rose and throw it in your yard. This was the indicator that you're going. So I'm asking a question. If you see a beautiful rose growing so beautifully where all the rubbish and refuse is dumped, well, you take that rose. See what you are doing. You're committing zina with that secretary. You come to your halal wife. She's pure. She's free from all sicknesses. On that side, you're committing zina. And with what faith do you have to come here and fulfill your conjugal rights with your wife who Allah has given as a gift? Where is your sharam? Where is your modesty? The woman that you are sleeping with must be full of diseases. Sure. And you come here and infect your wife. There many sisters who came and said that, Mulana, I refuse to allow my husband near me because he is sleeping around with all types of women, loose women. I'm sorry, I want to live and I want to do Allah's ibadat. I want to see my children. I don't want to die of AIDS. I don't want to die of all the sexually transmitted diseases. I don't want to destroy my life and my body. Allah Pak has given to me as an amanat. I will not sleep with him. We have this every day, Marana. So here is a sister who's crying out for love. See? But again, Marana, a nice question. What is the best gift to give anybody? Uh-huh. Ah. Best gift is to a copy of the Quran. Allah Akbar. <laughs> the best gift <coughs> to anybody is a copy of the Quran. <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, Mulana. We are not poking fun at anybody. We are not criticizing. But this is the reality. We need to change our thinking. We need to become closer to Allah. So I'm not sure, Mulana, you have any other questions? Somebody says here that it's true what Mulana Salim saying. My husband was also having an affair and she made him penniless. She changed everything on her name. He doesn't know how on earth she did that. So now we, we, we're fighting in court. Ustad. So the sad state of pain, Mulana. But how, Ustad, how? Mulana, yeah. <laughs> we are destroying our own selves. What did Sharia say to us? Practice what is a hijab. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam's instruction, the Quran is telling us, Say to the believing men to lower your gaze. And say to the believing women, likewise, to lower their gaze. One day, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at night, was talking to one of his wives. Mm. And a sahabi, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, happened to pass by. Uh-huh. Rasulullah is talking alone to his wife and the Sahabi happened to pass by in darkness. When he went past, Rasulullah called him and said, I just want to reassure you that I'm talking to my wife because shaitan will put thoughts in your mind. Who is this person? That is talking. So Rasulullah called that Sahabi and said to him, This is one of my wives that I'm talking to her child. One day Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam came for Zuhur Salah from uh-huh. Zulf. Water was dripping. Rasulullah had just made Ghusar. So Sahaba and Kiram were very observant, Mulana. Uh-huh. They asked Ya Rasulullah, Apni Ghusal kia. Did you make Ghusal, Ya Rasulullah? And Udu sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, gee, I did. And let me explain what happened. I was at the bazaar, mm. and unten- unintentionally, a lady passed. And my gaze went on her, unintentionally. Sure. This is ta'adim for the ummah. Rasulullah will never commit a guna. 
all the prophets of Allah masoom. He will never ever commit a guna. Never. Allah has protected them. But this is talim for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I immediately went home and I fulfilled my conjugal rights with my wife. Because the very same part of the body the lady had, Allah has given that to my wife also. What a talim it is. This eyes, gee, will deceive you. Sometimes you see black, sometimes you see green. Gee, and sometimes you see white. Whatever one woman has, Allah has given that to your own wife. Haq. Allah has given you a halal way and fulfill your heart in the halal way. Don't do it in the haram way. So, all these ahadiths of Rasulullah is showing us that modesty, karam and haya is one of the greatest aspects of Islam. Don't pollute your family. If you as the husband is doing haram things in the house, you're having a face, you're doing haram things, Allah will make it such that the same thing will happen to your daughters and wives. You think Allah is not watching you. You're having an affair with somebody else's wife. You're having an affair with somebody else's daughters. Forgetting that you have a very pious wife at home. You have, mashallah, children at home. Then mm. one day it comes to your knowledge you that some, my wife is doing something wrong. My daughter is doing something wrong. Impossible. I've made the tarbiyat. But secretly, you are doing haram. Yes, Ustad, yes. As you're doing to somebody else's wives and daughters, Allah will do the same thing to you in your house. You'll sit there and you'll be disgraced right in your house. So look after your wives. <coughs> do not interfere with other people's daughters and wives. As a young man comes to Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a masjid, <laughs> Ya Rasulullah, give me permission, I want to commit zina. Sahaba Ikram wanted to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Take him out of the masjid. How dare you ask such a question to Rasulullah in the masjid? Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to commit zina. Rasulullah said to the Sahaba, you all sit down. The young man, come right next to me. Let your knees touch my knees. And that person comes in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the masjid. Rasulullah asked him, you have a mother. Mm. You see, hikmat. When you want to make Islam of somebody, Malana, you don't sway the person, you don't mock the person, you don't ridicule the person. Look at the hikmat Rasulullah is using. Look at the question that he asked Rasulullah. Who will tolerate it? Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to commit zina. If it was you and me, we would have thrown him out of the masjid. Mm. Rasulullah said to the Sahaba, sit down. And he called the young man and said, come right next to me. Mm. Let your knees touch my knees. Surullah asked him nicely, do you have a mother? He said, gee, Ya Rasulullah, I do have a mother. You would like someone to come and zina with your mother? He says, definitely not, Ya Rasulullah. Do you have an aunt? He says, yes, Ya Rasulullah, I do have an aunt. Mm. Would you like someone to come and zina with your aunt? Do you have a sister? He says, gee, do you want someone to come and zina with your sister? And Uru sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, then how can it ever be permissible for you to commit zina? Because it will be somebody's wife, somebody's daughter, Mm. somebody's sister, somebody's aunt. You don't want it for your own. How how can you do it with somebody else's? Then Rasulullah put his hand on that young man's heart and made a dua for him. Allahumma tahir qalbahu. Rabbul Alameen cleansed the heart of this young man. Whatever filth that he thought there, evil thoughts that he has there about zina <laughs> and all the vice that he had. Wa'asin for jahu and Allah protect his private part. And they said that young man became one of the most pious servants in Madinatul Munawwara. So respected brothers, Allah Ta'ala give us the pure understanding of deen. <laughs> we have to fix up our relationship with Allah we have to fix up our relationship with our spouses. Wherever there are shortcomings, we must be able to forgive each other, advise each other, and fight for our marriages, Molana. 
it's a very big stigma to be divorced. It's a very big stigma to be a widow in our society today. People don't make other don't respect a divorced woman. Yes. And they don't respect a woman that's lost her husband. She is mourning the death of her husband. We interfere, we flirt, we say nasty things, haram. When a woman is sitting in Iddat, to make any advances towards her, as far as proposal is concerned, is not permissible. Let her finish with her Iddat, and let her be finished with all her matters of Sharia, then you have a right to say, okay, I would like to propose to her. Subhanallah. <laughs> so, Ad-Deenun Nasiha, Murana. Islam is about Nasihat and and I'm not sure if you have any more questions. I see that I see a sister says my husband is currently listening to Mulana Salim and he has made me it inshallah he is going to try and change Ustad. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala grant them great muhabbat. Ameen. Allah make both of them. Yes. One soul, two bodies, subhanAllah. Allah Ta'ala make them partners in this dunya, partners in Jannat. Allah Ta'ala don't make them oppositions to each other. And that is why Rasulullah said that when a wife and a husband look at each other with muhabbat and love, so Allah Ta'ala also looks at them with love and muhabbat. Never ever be angry. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if a husband asks the wife mm. to fulfill his conjugal right, and the wife for no valid reason says, no, I will not do it. I will punish you. Allah's lanat and curse will be on her till the husband gets happy with her again. It's a serious thing. Learn to say like how conjugal right is your hak, likewise it's your wife's hak. She has a right to ask. You must do your duty with beauty. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Ameen, ameen, ameen. It's nice that the sister said, our nasiyat is helping some of our brothers and sisters. That Alhamdulillah, we can make a change, Mulana. None of us are perfect. We will make mistakes. And the best person in the eyes of Allah is the one who makes a guna, commits a guna, and begs Allah for forgiveness, and he makes a firm intention never to repeat that guna again. Mm. So many of us, yes, we have done injustices to our spouses and our family. Let's ask each other for forgiveness. Allahumma alif bayna qulubina wa aslih zata baynina wa ahdina subhul as-salam. We leave it there, inshallah, Ustad. Of course, it's already four uh, minutes after ten. Inshallah, we will continue, inshallah, or maybe uh, Saturday morning, inshallah, with another topic, inshallah, Ustad. Lastly, let me end it here. Uh-huh. You know, you want to be a real man. Yeah? Real manhood is at its best is when you are not the reason for tears in your wife's eyes. Mm. You're a real man then. A real man is who is at its best when you are not the reason for tears in your wife's eyes. Subhanallah. Some of us, we make our wives cry every day. Mm. We insult them. We hurt them with words. We don't appreciate them. When they raise their hands in front of Allah, then you and I are doomed. So may Allah Ta'ala protect us. Amen. Allah Ta'ala grant us afiyat. Ameen. And Allah Ta'ala grant you shifai kamila ajila. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil Five minutes after ten, the South African Times said, and of course, it's true what our beloved Fadilatul Ustad is saying. This is reality. It's happening. Sometimes, uh, you know, we think uh, that we are hiding it underneath the carpet and nobody knows about it. But one day it's going to come back and slap you. And you will see it's going to be affecting your own kids, your own children. And it's happening. But you see, we don't want to accept. We don't want to accept it. Allah Ta'ala protect each and every one of us. Grant us good, good, healthy 
محبه years with our spouses with our family members inshallah amin amin ya rabbal alamin well time for me to love you and live in this beautiful auspicious night the night of yomul jumu'ah see you guys tomorrow morning same time same place on our program as-safina to ilal jannah from myself brother lokolo and all of you and our beloved senior fadilatul ustad hazrat mulana salim kareem from lady smith allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sajami'a assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh